Welcome to Tiny Town Library. Thanks for joining us. We're coming to you straight out of the library with town news, community updates, book recommendations, and not today an interview, but usually an interview with a local person of interest. My name is Bonnie. I'm the director of the Daylin Memorial Library, and with me today is Joanne Kidgel, our Children Program Director. Hello there. And Amy Wyman, our Interlibrary Loan Specialist. Happy Holidays. Yes, it is. Uh, we are in between Christmas and New Year's, which is no man's land. Mm -hmm. uh, we're open for a couple of days here, so you can run in and get your books um, for the bedside for the next holiday. New Year's. Yay! Mm -hmm. Yay. Happy, happy, happy. Exciting. Did you have a wonderful Christmas? It was so fun. It I loved fun. it. It was nice. Good. Kids all it. got presents. They weren't naughty. They were not naughty. We were all spoiled terribly. And it was just a great day. I had a wonderful time. Uh, the truth of the weather of the day. Ooh, yeah. Miserable in New England, right? Like an yeah. ice storm. Ice, ice, awful. ice. It kept us inside. It kept us inside. And um, I don't know if you know this, but my family does a puzzle challenge. Oh, and, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So my siblings were slightly competitive. And a puzzle arrives from the winner of the previous year and you rip open the puzzle and you put it together as fast as you can and you clock your time. So I thought, this is it. This is our year. We're in New England. There's people in Florida. There's people in Ohio. Like they're not having bad weather. They're going to be distracted oh, having right. fun. But we have all five of us. Mm. We rip it open. Nobody helps me with the puzzle. <gasps> I am slaving over the family puzzle. And I'm at like three hours and 41 minutes and then, where are they? My phone goes off and my brother's like, done. And Aww. I'm like, oh, that's impossible. How is he done? So then I'm in second place. <laughs> and my sister clocks in six hours and 41 minutes or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, now we're in third place. So um, no one had wow. the puzzle like energy they were off opening yeah. you know playing with their presents and enjoying themselves and so I have to admit that I'm probably last place this year I can't believe it. so you do it you like clock in and clock out so you don't have to do it continually right so my Florida family oh. um is like clocking out we're going on a booze cruise and then we'll come back and start again so you can take a break and so um you know, we were stuck in the ice storm, so I thought for sure we were going to win oh, this yeah. year with nobody going off skiing or anything. Mm -hmm. So anyways, the dining room table is still filled with the puzzle. Oh, well, we have a puzzle up, too, because we yes. we put one up from Christmas through New Year's. Which I think is Because it's gonna, not a rush. Right. I'm not feeling rush, and I'm excited every time a piece goes in. I'm like, Me too. Right. Do you I, do yeah. this? Tap it. I literally yell out something. I say, like, we all tap. take that. So everybody knows. <laughs> or I say, another piece. And everyone's like, are you still doing the puzzle? So I am going to enjoy it. Thank you to my nephew, Sean, for picking a really hard puzzle. That's gonna take what, me is a long time. what is it? What is it? It is a little downtown village scene where, like, Santa's next to the sleigh and kids are running up to him. And there's a carousel and people are shopping and there's windows filled with little treats. But it's super tricky because mm -hmm. all the colors of Santa are also the colors of, like, the shoppers. And oh. so if there's a purple dot, don't assume it's the purple glove mm -hmm. you see. It's No, it's the purple light in the carousel. Tricky. So it's a little, it's very tricky. It's very tricky. We are doing a puzzle that's a mystery puzzle, so mm -hmm. you don't get to see what's on the cover. There's no cover. Oh. So you have to oh read gosh. the little story Oh and then oh, just I've heard in. of those. Yeah, that yeah. deadly. It's from my mother to my husband uh -huh. every year, and it, and 
it's kind of fun, but I, I do miss a cover. I like to see. Does it take a month on. to do it? No, it we do it in the week, be week between wow. Christmas and New Year's. Oh, well, good luck. Chris and Jackson are very good at puzzles. Well, I'll send you a so picture I'm when mine's all done because that's the rule. But it'll be like twenty-eight hours, <laughs> fifteen minutes. So. All right. Well, that's our Christmas fun story. Okay. Um, I'm gonna review the month of December because we haven't had a podcast since November. And okay. lots happened in town. So this mm-hmm. is the town crier section. Um, the PTA Avenue of Light show was the first Saturday of December, and they yes. had fantastic weather. It, it was, was perfect. It was a dream. Gorgeous, mm-hmm. calm night. The sky was so clear, the stars. And I snapped a picture of Mr. and Mrs. Claus, and it's just magical. They are a very magical couple. Um, thank you to Mrs. Claus this year for joining mm-hmm. Santa Claus because I thought she, she was perfect. She did look perfect. She had fancy earrings on. And She's a beauty. She was a beauty. And they had more light show attractions than last year. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. they keep this going, PTA, because it was fun this year to walk around instead mm-hmm. of drive yeah, around. Yeah, the walking. We hadn't around. seen a lot of people. So um, it was nice to talk and look at the lights. And, you know, I don't know that it's necessarily about the lights. It's about, you know, coming together yep. and yep. tradition. and But um, I think if you're a child, it was like a fun light show. Oh, of course. Did Eliza enjoy it? She did. She was there with a the sixth grade. Um, they were selling the boxes of cookies. Oh, that was a good idea. Yeah. And, and they, they sold every single box they had. They sold all the boxes. And it was it really was kind of a social event. You know, they, they had the kids sign up for times, but kids were having so much fun. You know, even the parents were like, oh, we were only supposed to be here for half an hour, but they're having so much fun, so we're just going to stay. Right. We um, so, we walked yeah. extra slow and chatted with people, and um, it just made for a lovely evening. Yep. And then the library put a display in. We um, offered to enter an addition because more the merrier. Mm-hmm. And Joanne, do you want to tell what you made? Uh, yeah. We made a giant letter to Santa Claus. And then we had our really fun uh, mailbox, the magical mailbox, where if you drop a letter off to Santa, he is sure to write you back from that mailbox. Ooh, that is magic. So we had a very, very beautiful letter. How long was the letter? Was it like six feet long yeah. to Santa? Um, yeah, because it was plywood. Presents. Four by six. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look for that again because I did just put it away in a safe place so that we could pull it out next year um, and add to it. Good. My husband said, "You don't need to add anything to it." I'm like, "What? It's already the work's already done. So now we can just keep adding." <laughs> what do you want to add to it? I don't know. So we did presents this year. Mm-hmm. Were, we might need a throne. Yes. For Mrs. Oh. Claus. Well, we have a throne something. that Amy made back in the in her college days. Oh, that's true. That we it's used, red velvet. Yeah. We used for um, our Harry Potter week, but it it's that's a nice one, and maybe like a big beautiful rug. Yes. See, now oh. you're thinking. Now you're thinking. So, um, candy canes. Something. One time, I was talking to some older residents in town who remember um, the tree lighting when it happened in the green, a big tree around the green, and they said that they would all get around the tree and sing lots and lots of carols, oh. and um, Santa Claus would give out stockings. Oh my goodness! Filled with crayons and coloring books. Ooh, that's fun. So maybe, um, maybe we'll do something like that. We gotta our... hit a Christmas clearance. 
thing in the next mm, couple of days. We gotta go shopping. Don't <laughs> bother going to Target. It's already all gone. I, I won't. I gotta go to a secret spot. But anyway, um, it was really fun. Yes, I loved good it. job PTA. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that I would love to see it combined with tree lighting. I have to say, if those mm-hmm. two events had been on the same night, oh my, gosh. we would have walked the path yeah. right yeah. and then gone right down to town hall. Well, the weather was perfect it for was. the PTA. Really was, right. Not so much the next week. All right, for let's the talk tree about lighting. tree lighting. Yes, tree lighting had a bit of uh, a delay. Because of bad weather. Yeah. Another like yep. icy, rainy mix, awful on the actual planned tree lighting night, and then it just got pushed. So right. there was a lot happening on that night with the historic walking tour. So you really couldn't afford to just say, We're doing it in no matter what weather, right? You right. had to make a good right. call on that. And they did. And that, it was a good choice. Yep. That night was a hundred percent better. Little you know what chilly. I'd like to see. What would you like to see? I would like to see tree lighting happen on the first of December. I know. We have to, that because, whole Messiah. Well, but Messiah's not earlier. there. Messiah's not there that weekend. It could be, I would just like to see it right there so you can really enjoy the lights. Right. The whole season. Mm, the whole season. I mean, this was very late, and it's usually very late. Right, because you don't you get know. the first weekend because of Messiah. And Thanksgiving, are people even back in town? Are they going to make cookies? Like, I think they would. Mm, I don't know. I think. Advance notice. I think we should do it earlier. All right. That's well, we just, can... you know, if anyone's asking. All right. <laughs> that was our recap of the two fun events in town. Um, I'll recap quickly what we did at the library. The Seats and Feats Charity Drive. Mm-hmm. I I told, I had to report to the trustees and the selectmen and like, Maybe they don't always enjoy the numbers, but I was like bragging about the numbers because we collected over 500 pair of underwear and 475 pair of socks. That's amazing. And we had Melody and Maddie, our library assistants, count them. And I said, did you count each sock? Like, I really <laughs> questioned it. But I'm like, underwear, underwear. They get not right, pairs. Right. I mean, you say pairs of underwear, but it's just like one pair of underwear. Right. So um, that must have been a job to count all that. So we dropped it off to share clothing and barn. They were delighted and they sent a beautiful thank you note afterwards so i think we're going to do it again next year Mm. i tucked all the stuff away your poster is adorable your display was adorable and people silently donated i don't it wasn't like i was noticing Mm -hmm. huge bags of stuff coming in or if one did well the girl scouts did the girl scouts came and brought yeah they they each had a little package of underwear or socks that they were holding and um good for them they used some of their money that they got from buying cookies Mm -hmm. and uh the girl scout troop leaders are um really awesome like i don't know if i know all um bobby billow and jenna lee palmer i believe gellerman is crystal i think she is i saw her in the picture okay well if I, if we're if I'm leaving anybody out, I'm sorry. They're but a really strong group of young women I growing saw up in them our town. going all over town, dropping mm-hmm. off charitable items because yep. they were at the general store dropping food off. They mm-hmm. stopped here, so and they're little. Scouts? They're little ones. Yes. like I think second, just third out of grade. Daisies. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. So yeah. thank so you really. to the community for all your donations. Uh, we're definitely doing it again next year. Yep. And then we are sitting next to with just two days left. Two or three days left. Uh, the Victorian Dollhouse at the mm-hmm. library. Uh, compliments of Tony and Annette and Marlika. Yep. Um, what did you do to the Dollhouse this year that's different? Um, we added... Well, we're open. Well, so we're open. Right. Yeah. Um, I added right now just puck lights. So lights in every room. But they're battery operated, but it's nice and bright. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll am i be rethinking. I'm rethinking what to do next year because just... 
the batteries do run out quite a bit, mm. but it makes for a better viewing. Um, the mice family that live here brought their friends, and it's been a party. I love when people drop um, accessories off. I've but... got accessories from three different people. <laughs> four a- different people. The Amazon packages. The Amazon oh, packages. so cute. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Amy just brought um, some some um, additions too. So now we have a cuckoo clock and what silverware. What doesn't have a cuckoo clock? I mean, we do have you a don't punch have a bowl clock? now. <laughs> oh, there so, were little desserts delivered, right? Yep, desserts came, uh-huh. and um, a stroller and nativity scene came this year. Oh when, and we also have a menorah. Um, it's it's lovely, Perfect. and the mice move around. All well, the if time, you, have if chance, you want to keep, come see it, yeah, probably by the time this podcast is published, she'll be tucked away for um, good keeping until next year. But right again, we should bring it out maybe a little early next year. Do it the week before Thanksgiving and get okay. it out here. So I say that now until next year. You're like, <laughs> ah, I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this whole episode is about the best of 2021. Amy's got a huge list of books, but I did want to make a couple of comments about programs and amazing things that happened at the library in 221. And I'm getting ready to write the end of your report. So if you girls have any ideas to add into that, I'm okay. opening with the greatest gift we got this year, which was the um, event tent mm-hmm. donated by the O'Keefe family so generously. And um, that went through the Friends of the Library, and it is uh, safely tucked away and awaiting its arrival in May of 222. But we couldn't have done what we did this year without that tent. So I am yeah. um, immensely grateful. Thank you for the tent. And I think one of the best programs that you did uh, was the teen program in the summer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that really hit an audience that needed you and activity and fun so grant funded and well attended Mm -hmm. and i just um can't say enough about that program so thank you for adding it into what was already a busy summer and finding the funding for Mm -hmm. it and getting all the talent in town to come help you so that's what you're great at so there's one of my highlights do you have any other highlights oh thanks i did like i did like the team program um the summer reading program was really fun i was just so happy to see the kids because the year before with covid we did the boxes and sent everything away and and we still worked hard and it was important but it was a sad time for me and um so it was just great to have everybody we were outside it was very hopeful cases were down yes and Mm -hmm. we were able to you know be together uh, so that was a highlight. Um, the dollhouse is always a, a big highlight for me. And I saw not only little kids and grown-ups and big kids, but my bigger kids really got a, a kick out of the dollhouse. I have to tell a story. Um, my book club for my fifth and sixth grade this year are ladies only. And they walked in. It was the first time they saw the dollhouse <laughs> Or three, three of them were sixth graders, and they're like, "Ah, oh, if only we were nine again." Aww. And Miss Bonnie, them, like, Bonnie what? said, "What if you were nine? And I said, "I play with this dollhouse mm. every day because I do move things around every day because I can't, I can't resist it, and it adds more interest for the next visitor." And that was like the um, permission they needed to not be oh. too cool for school, and they went over there. And uh, they spent so much time 
um, conniving and dreaming and pretending they lived in the dollhouse and maybe one of them could become an architect and make this exact dollhouse replica in real life size and maybe your I dad to could start. buy the house and my dad could yes, buy aw. the furniture and we could keep it at your house and Cute. it was I said you guys should start a dollhouse um, club mm-hmm. right and just go get a kit and meet each other mm-hmm. once a week yeah. and work on it until it's done it was amazing it was one of my highlights of the season was that day with those girls who you can tell when you get to be in sixth grade that's the time when like maybe you're not supposed to play anymore and maybe you're not supposed to um be a kid but you know you still want to be and I just felt like really happy that we are providing a magical childhood uh safe place here Mm-hmm. Agree. And that was my girls. If you're listening, that was my favorite part of December was Excellent. your visit. So um, I will highlight the Peep Diorama oh, contest. Yeah. Uh, even though it was kind of like COVID times, um, people dropped that, off that their fun. creations. Mm-hmm. And um, another side effect of COVID is that we ended up doing the Peep scavenger hunt to mm-hmm. keep people outdoors and running around. And this was kind of all during. You know, like there wasn't going to be an egg hunt, and so we made these kind of four-foot peeps and hit them around town. Eight of them, right? Yeah, and we're going to do it again. So mm-hmm. um, because people liked it, it yeah, fun. it was fun. It's something to do, yeah. and we put it in yeah. like you know, kind of places that people should know about. You know, like hey, go mm-hmm. down to Carlton Pond, head up to Grand Hill, and so we'll make it a little harder this year. Well, but and I, thought I also, that was a highlight. It was fun. And that same day, that same time, I had um, Easter egg hunt kits. Oh yes. That were here. So it was buckets, cute buckets filled with eggs were already filled and stuffed. And all you had to do was come pick it up and spread it around. It was a do-it-yourself do it at-home Easter egg So if you hunt. think about it, like, mm-hmm. we've had to do a lot of, like, I don't know, pitch-heading for some of these things that we traditionally do here yep. to make it safe. So, like, as we're, you know, seeing the numbers go up again, we'll continue to do those, you know, modifications. But well, someday we'll be back to Easter egg yeah. Someday. Well, but in the meantime, if you just think outside the box, you can still do things right. that are fun And I think people enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, the friends did have a really successful plant sale mm. even though there wasn't a spring gala you know like the plant perfect sale. weather it would have been spring gala weekend yes it was perfect weather and numbers were down and i think we'll always do it that way mm-hmm. just a plant sale and the book sale was huge and separate in august mm-hmm. and um, i think we're going to do a buy on the book sale this year and just do junk jewels and the plant sale and hope that there's a spring gala and um, focus on what is turning out to be more successful than the book sale, the plant sale. Mm -hmm. So thank you to the friends for all their hard work this year. Um, A lot of their programming things depends on, you know, COVID going away. So we want COVID to go away, but they're they're making the best of a bad situation too. So Mm -hmm. thank you to them. Speaking of a bad situation, ignore that phone. Um, (laughs) We are requiring masks again at the library. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are seeing the projections for the number of cases and we just, don't want to infect anyone on the staff and have to close and we don't want anyone in the community to receive COVID. (laughs) So uh, with an abundance of caution, we are requiring masks back at the library and the trustees are going to do a month to month decision on that. So if January comes and 
there we go, the phone <laughs> ended. Um, we get Someone to the end of you. January, miraculously, mm-hmm. you know, the numbers have gone down. We'll, we'll remove the mask, but um, we are not restricting the number of people in the building. We're still going to do programs, but with masks on. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're feeling feverish, stay home, everybody. Mm-hmm. Or if you're coughing, stay home. Mm-hmm. And um, exciting news in town, the vaccination clinic, round two. Mm-hmm. December 30th, which is this Thursday, at the Mount Vernon Village School from 9 to 4. Get over there and get vaccinated. Get boosted. Um, I don't know what to tell The first you. one was a great success. 327 vaccinations mm-hmm. from 9 to 4. I mean, that is just crazy. So we're hoping for that same kind of turnout yep. and getting those kids vaccinated. And we're going to tap this down. It's going to be good. And looking forward to 2022, we're talking about a winter reading challenge. Mm. So we were pulling out some things we had done in the past, and we're trying to encourage people to use Hoopla and Overdrive, which is now Libby. So uh, look forward to that in January. Pick up a um, reading challenge and and get some books read in the winter season while it's dark and quiet. And uh, join the Friends of the Library. I am in charge of membership for the Friends, so I'm going to plug the Friends right now. Uh, They do not have a December meeting. They meet again in January. They have officers, and they're very organized, and they would love to see more Friends uh, joining in. And if you are a friend, it is renewal time in January. And if you're not a friend of the library, um, go out to the website and visit the Friends page. It's easy. You can even Venmo your membership Mm -hmm. dollars. So for as little as $15, you're supporting an awesome organization that just does anything we ask them to almost. (laughs) They do. (laughs) And if you become a lifetime friend, then you never have to worry about renewing. I know. I just thought of that for you, Amy. Yeah, I did that. Yes, she's mm-hmm. she is a lifetime That's friend. It. So for the rest of your life, anymore. you're going to get a newsletter. That's it. So, I'm in. all right, we are going to roll into the best part of this segment, which is the best of 2021. Amy, what should we have read in 2021? Oh what was your best of? And Joanne, I'm going to ask you what your best of is at the end too. Oh. All right, so I have a huge list, and I'm thinking. So I organized it. Um, I have my top 10 fiction, I have fiction honorable mention, and then I have two whole separate lists. It's like lists the Oscars for, of books. For just thrillers, because for whatever reason, I read a lot of thriller suspense books this year, so I had a whole separate top 10 thrillers and honorable mention thrillers as well. So top 10 fiction, um, I know a lot of people read it last year, but Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell, I had not read that. I read that at the very beginning of 2021. And I knew the moment I read it, I said, this is going to be in my top books of the year. And it was. Um, The Orphan Master's Son by Adam Johnson. That's set in North Korea. Really interesting story. Um, It won the Pulitzer, I believe, a few years back. Sin Eater by Megan Campisi, which if you're a podcast listener, you may remember me talking about that. I want to say back in the spring. That was a book that I mentioned. Um, Interior Chinatown by Charles Yu. That, I believe, won the National Book Award. Um, that one, if you have the opportunity to listen to it as an audiobook, I recommend listening to it as an audiobook. I really enjoyed it that way. It's very, it's a short story, a short novel, but it's very clever. Um, kind of hard to explain, but I really, really enjoyed it. <clears throat> Mr. Rochester by Sarah Shoemaker. That's, um, if you're a Jane Eyre fan, it's basically Jane Eyre told from the perspective of Mr. Rochester. So you, and you get his whole kind of backstory in his life. That's another one that I've talked about on the podcast before. Um, Great Circle by Maggie Shipstead. That's also one that I've talked about. Loved that book. That was shortlisted for the Booker Prize, and she did not win, but it was very good. I feel like she should have, maybe. Um, the Paper Palace by Miranda Cowley-Heller. Um, 
<clears throat> that I want to say that's a Reese. Oh yeah, Reese's oh. Reese's book club book. I think that's one of the Reese's book club books, and it was just really good. I just definitely enjoyed that. Um, Lauren Groff's latest book is called Matrix. That came out this fall, and that was one um, short book, and it has nothing to do with. Um, What's his name? The, act, the the movie, The Matrix. Like you'd think, oh, Matrix, is it like science fiction? It's totally not. It's set in like the 13th century in a medieval monastery. Um, and it has to do with the, the Matrix. It's That's the title of this particular woman's role in the, not a monastery, uh, what would you call it? A nunnery. Like, uh, what is a nunnery? What's the equivalent of a monastery for women? It's, is it a, is it a nunnery? That seems like it's that's. Jeez, I hope my mother in law's not listening. Over oversimplification <laughs> of the word, but anyway, um, you wear a habit there, right? <laughs> it could be a nunnery. Could a nunnery. So a monastery. That's for the boys. Right, right. I, I well, anyway, that's that Matrix by Lauren Groff. I really, really enjoyed it. It was really well written. Lauren Groff wrote it's Fates. It's not long either. No, it's not. It's a small book. Mm -hmm. um, she wrote Fates and Furies, which came out mm, maybe five years book. ago. I loved it. Oh, my God. I loved it. I so loved that book. And she she also wrote a, 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 one of her previous books before that was called The Monsters of Templeton, which was also really good. That's kind of like family, interpersonal relationship stuff. Um, another book that I read this year that I really, really loved was The Overstory by Richard Powers, which that also won a Pulitzer. Um, I have often joked that I feel like I was a tree in a former life. I have just kind of this sort of, I don't know, deep connection with, with trees. And this book, oh my God, it's... All about that. It's all about trees and conservation. But it just, it comes at it in such a roundabout way that you, you, get, you get these little snippets of, I want to say it's like six to eight different little stories of these people's lives and how they're connected to trees in one way or another. And then you see how all of these different six to eight people are then all connected to each other, how their stories all connect and intersect and what happens in their lives. And it's all connected is it to nonfiction? trees. Is it no, fiction? it's fiction. It's fiction. It's, okay. fiction. it's beautiful. It's a long book. It's a big read, but it's definitely worth reading. And then <clears throat> making my... Top list for the second year in a row is Charlotte McConaughey. Uh, last year, she wrote the book Migrations, which is a big indie pick. I loved it. The book that she came out with this year was called Once There Were Wolves, and it's set in Scotland. It's the story of this group of um, scientists that are reintroducing wolves into the wild in Scotland, and they're butting heads with the local farmers that are like, why are you bringing wolves back? They're gonna <laughs> eat all our, our sheep and our cows. And mm -hmm. and then it's you, you get pieces of the, the one main scientist, you're getting her personal story set against the backdrop of all this happening and kind of the, the parallels between what is happening with the wolves and what is happening with the humans. And it's just, oh, it was really good. Um, I'm thinking maybe, maybe I'll just leave the honorable mention books and we'll, we can just publish them. We'll put them on the end. Notes. We'll put them on and the at the end notes because that's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> uh, it's a lot. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's anything. The the one that I do want to mention from that list, I, I literally just finished reading it this week. is called West with Giraffes by Linda Rutledge. Have you heard of that? No. Um, I think it came out. Earlier, either earlier this year, I think it was earlier this year. It's based on a true story. In 1938, 
there were two giraffes, two young, a, a male and a female that had traveled across the Atlantic and they arrived at the tail end of the hurricane of 1938. So in September, they, they rode out the hurricane on the transport boat and then arrived in New York Harbor. It's like Noah's Ark. <laughs> and they were, they survived. The female was, I guess, injured. They were quarantined in New Jersey and then they were driven across the country in this special transport rig um, truck for them to transport them. It took 12 days and they were the first giraffes um, to reside in California. They were taken to the San Diego Zoo. So that is all true. Everything I said is true. But this book is fiction and it was this woman, she wrote a fictionalized account of the young man who was had grown up in Texas during the Dust Bowl. He survived that, orphaned, ended up in New York City with a cousin who then died during the hurricane. And then he ends up kind of stumbling into being the driver for these giraffes. So you're getting his story, the story of them traveling across the country, and then like they touched on um, sundown towns, which is like um, you know towns in the South where if you were African-American, you did mm. not want to be there because mm-hmm. you'd be risking your life. They, they touched on um, you know the Okies and the whole the migration out of the Dust Bowl towards California and the, what did they call it, the bum blockade, how they were literally blocking people from entering the state of California. You know, they've traveled all this far and now, nope, sorry, Mm -hmm. do you have a job? Do you have Mm -hmm. any money? Nope, sorry, you can't come in. Mm -hmm. Um, So fascinating piece of little um, historical fiction. Um, Okay, thrillers. And I'm going to blame it on COVID, like thrillers are a bit of a, I don't want to say mindless escape, but yeah, kind of. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not literary fiction. I'm not reading War and Peace. It's just entertaining. You can't put it down. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So, um, top ten thrillers. Pretty Things by Janelle Brown. His and Hers by Alice Feeney, which, again, here's another one. If you have the opportunity to listen to that as an audiobook, listen to the audiobook because the different voices for the characters, I feel like it just adds to the story. Um, <clears throat> the Last Flight by Julie Clark. The Final Girl Support Group by Grady Hendrix. That cover is creepy. It's, and it's, it's, it's almost horror. Like Grady Hendrix kind of writes some horror stuff. Yeah, and it he, looks like a horror His film. book, um, one of his books was on my top list from last year too. That was the, um, the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. Mm-hmm. which that was very campy and funny, but also kind of horror. There was some creepy stuff. And the final girl support group is a little darker than that was. That had funny stuff. This one wasn't funny. This was just straight up suspense, thriller, mm-hmm. dark. Um, Falling by T.J. Newman, mm-hmm. which that was, I, I know a lot of people have read that and loved that. And they're making it into a movie. I don't know oh, if you heard that. Oh, no. I, which I knew it would get snapped up, mm-hmm. and it did. So that, that's going to be a movie that'll be excellent. It'll be interesting to see who they cast. Um, Home Before Dark by Riley Sager, which I have to say, this at this point last year, I had never even heard of Riley Sager, mm-hmm. and I have now read every book that Riley Sager has written, <laughs> and I think that's the only one that made my top ten list, but then three of his other books made my um, honorable mention for thrillers. Very entertaining. Um, for Your Own Good by Samantha Downing, and The Plot by Jean, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, Jean Hanth Corellitz. Verity by Colleen Hoover, which did you say you read that or it's Madison like read It's like viral TikTok 
cover. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. I it literally was... see it once a day, and they're like, if you haven't read this, read it. And the it... twist is so shocking. Yes. You know, literally jaw-dropping. I just went, oh. I, I think it got the oh my gosh. 20-somethings reading again. Yes. Right. I could see that. I could mm-hmm. see that. It was very, that was very entertaining. Um, and then the last one by Alexander Oliva. So those are my top 10 thrillers. Really quickly, I wanted to mention, I didn't read a lot of fiction this year. I think hmm. real life is enough for me. It's, it's usually, my split is You mean is nonfiction. Usually, nonfiction, yes. right. I didn't read a lot of nonfiction. It's usually um, about a third nonfiction to two thirds fiction. And I don't even think I read 10 nonfiction books this year. Wow. Just didn't do it, which is fine. Um, I'm the opposite. I, I have to be force fed fiction through my book uh, clubs because I could just, nonfiction, nonfiction, uh, nonfiction. Nonfiction is not my favorite. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have to get information. Like I mm-hmm. just, and I, it's so easy to put it down, pick it up, put it down, pick sure. it up. Right. Yeah. Whereas a book is like, you have to finish. <laughs> but they're your friends. It's true. With fiction, they become your friends they or, become your, or friends. your friends. Yes. I worry yeah. about them though, especially those 20 year olds. I'm yelling into the book like, um, don't yeah. go. You're making bad choices. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I've had a lot of books like that. I, sure. I now can yeah. read no dramas that have to do with relationships in your mm-hmm. 20s, maybe even 30s, job changes, all that. Like, it's going to yeah. work out. It's going to be fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. But so for, for nonfiction, um, I read These Precious Days by Ann Patchett, which is a collection of essays. Um, I just love her. Like, mm-hmm. I really hope I get to meet her someday. I want to go down to Parnassus Books you will. in Tennessee you will. and just... I love her writing. I've read nearly everything she's written. The only book of hers I have nev- not read yet is Taft, which I think was her second. January first. So coming. that's <laughs> yeah. So I gotta I gotta read that one. But I love these precious days. Just so many of those stories. The little essays were just beautiful. Um, Cast by Isabel Wilkerson. That's my I know best that was stuff. your top for the year. Yeah. And then um, Finding Freedom by Erin French, which she runs the Lost Kitchen love up in Freedom, that, Maine. Too. Beautiful story. <clears throat> Another memoir, Food Save Me, by Danielle Walker. She runs the Against All Grain blog. She has ulcerative colitis, so it's her whole story of how food literally saved her life. And then an interesting audiobook that I listened to while I was making my gingerbread house this year was called Tinsel by Hank Stuver. Stuver? Um, And it was done back in 2006, and he went down to Texas... um, and followed people around in this little community, like a suburban, very generic suburban community. And um, it was right at the, just before um, kind of the whole Bear Stearns, um, all the mortgage stuff went bad. Um, And he was following people's Christmas traditions and kind of getting a look at what Christmas is like for all these different segments of life and like he followed around a woman who um kind of more upper middle class she gets paid to go around and decorate people's homes they just don't have the time to want to do it themselves so they hire her and she brings in all these things and they pay her and she decorates their houses and then he was following um a single mom whose young 20 something children were struggling and they're they're working at best buy and they're lining up on black friday to you know, to get the deals on the TV because this is how they're going to get grandma the TV she wants. And um, it was just all these different interesting segments of people's lives of, of the holidays and kind of looking back now, knowing what was coming, 
and how, you know, oh, you know, mortgages are so easy to get. I'm going to get this big, beautiful house. And then he did a follow-up at the end where, like, he went back the following year after all that bad stuff had happened mm-hmm. with the mortgage financial crisis. And some of the people had lost their homes and they were working different jobs or they had moved or divorced. or So it was, it was, it was short. It was just an interesting, like, here's what Christmas is like in America, slice of life from 2006. Um, Okay, so that's that's everything I did read. Now I've got a list for next year. Yes, what's coming? What's coming? So um, this is the highlight reel. <laughs> all right, I'm I'm gonna try really hard not to talk about any of these, but I'm you just gonna read it. it. All right, Reckless Girls by Rachel Hawkins that comes out in January. Isabel Allende, her latest book Violetta, is also a January book. How High We Go in the Dark by Sequoia Nagamatsu that comes out in January. Jane and the Year Without a Summer by Stephanie Barron. All right, I have to talk about that one. That one comes out in February. That's, a, that's very personal to me because it's the 14th book in the Jane Austen Mysteries series that I've been working my way through for the last several years. Are you years. caught up? I just finished reading number 12. 12. Right? I saw yes. your post on, on Christmas Instagram. Eve, and it was Jane and the 12 Days of Christmas, and I just finished it on Christmas Eve. You're ready Eve. then. So I'm almost ready. I have to read number 13. And then I'll tonight. be ready for. <laughs> yeah, I'll be well, ready. I have to. I have to borrow it through interlibrary loan. Um, okay, and then Finley Donovan knocks him dead by L. Cosimano, which I read. That was actually her other book. Finley Donovan is killing it. Is on my honorable mention list from this year. Dark, but really funny, campy. I can't wait to read the next one. That one comes out in February. This might hurt by Stephanie Robel. <laughs> that comes out in February. All the Queen's Men by S.J. Bennett, which that's also um, S.J. Bennett's first book, The Winds Are Not, came out uh, this past year. That's on my fiction honorable mention list. And this is the one where it's the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, is the one who's solving the mysteries. I've heard it described as <sighs> Downton Abbey crossed with uh, Miss Marple. So funny, um, very funny, very clever. Um, so looking forward to that. That's the second book in that series. Hopefully there will be lots more. Woman on Fire by Lisa Barr. That comes out in March. The Cartographers by Peng Shepard also comes out in March, which I read his previous book was called The Book of M. I read that a few years ago. It's kind of post-apocalyptic. Um, I don't even know what The Cartographers is about. But literally, when I saw that Peng Shepherd had another book coming out, I thought, oh, okay, yep, I want to read that. I think I a lot of people that. are like that, right? Yeah. They're fans, yeah. and they're like, yeah. I don't care what they write. I enjoyed the first book, so of course I want to read what they right. write next. Publishers hope that yep. you feel that way. <laughs> Speaking of which, Sarah Moss's next book is coming out in March, and that's called The Fell, which she wrote Summer Water, which was also on my honorable mention list this year. And then her, I can't remember what her, the book that came out before that, but I also really, really enjoyed that one. Um, her books tend to be short, but um, very good. Um, Emily St. John Mandel's next book comes out in April. That's called The Sea of Tranquility. The Candy House by Jennifer Egan. That comes out in April. She wrote, darn it, and now I'm not going to remember the name of it. It won the Pulitzer, uh, A Visit from the Goon Squad. Oh, yeah. Um, she wrote that. That came out a few years back. And St. John, Emily St. John, she wrote um, Stations 11. Station 11, Which right. people are still reading that. Yep. yep. Because it, it's yeah, pandemic. Sure. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. And it got made into a, is it a series or a movie? I don't oh, know. I, 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 saw something, I saw something about that recently. So it's, I don't know what, 
you know, if it's Hulu or there's Netflix, some books that stick somebody, with you yeah. that mm-hmm. sticks yeah. with yeah. like yeah. forever. Save seeds, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. Right. So her yes, her next book comes out in April. Jennifer Egan's is in April. Um, I mentioned that book, The Plot, by Jean Hannah Karelitz. Her next book, The Latecomer, comes out in May. Um, Kelly Barnhill has a book called When Women Were Dragons, which comes out in May, which this is an adult. This is a book written for adults, but I know her name mostly because she wrote a juvenile fiction book. Um, Shoot, and now the name is going right out of my head. It's something with a moon. Ah, darn it. Anyway, loved it. Loved it. Um, Read that a few years back. Is, Is it Chasing the Moon? No. Not when the mountain needs the moon. That's, that's, no, that's, but that's, um, that's Grace Lynn. Right, that's where my mind went. But um, the girl that? who drank the moon. That's oh, there you go. It's a blue it's, color. Yes, right. it's beautiful. The with the girl and the yeah, mm-hmm. the girl who drank the moon. So this is when women were dragons. I think this is her first fiction for adults. adults. So looking forward to that. Chris Bajalian has a new book coming out in May called The Lioness. It's set Already? in Af- Africa. Yeah, he's mm. kind of been cranking them out one a year lately. All right. So you figure, well, you know, figure with the pandemic. He, if he published writer, in October, The Witch Hour. Well, that was back in March. Was it? Oh, we didn't read it until March, I just read it in October. Right. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people waited to I waited. read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's witchy season. But, yep, he's, he's been cranking out about one a year. Um, Jennifer Weiner, speaking about cranking about books about one a year, has another book coming out. Again, with summer in the title, I just don't understand this. And they're not connected. Like, hello, why are you doing this? Jennifer Weiner, if you hear this... Please let me know. The <laughs> Summer Place. Okay. So, and it's not connected to... Is it Cape Cod again? Yeah, it's Cape Cod again. Maybe that's her thing. I don't know. Maybe that's just... She's just going to write Cape Cod books that all mm-hmm. have Summer in the title now. Maybe she's like... Mm-hmm. She's going to be like the next Ellen Hildebrand. Yeah. Which Ellen Hildebrand also has another book. She's another Shocker. one. Cranking out. Cranking out. <laughs> but those it's are like, so I fun and entertaining. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. So good for her. You good know, for her. Like, good for her. Um, I didn't write that one down, but that, that just rang that bell. Do you think bell. they pay for college that way? <laughs> Yeah. Likely, yeah. Sure. <clears throat> and then, um, okay, four more books to talk about. Uh, you Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty by Akwaiki Amazi. And she wrote a book called The Death of Vivek Oji, which came out, I think, two years ago, which I read and really enjoyed. And then I think she's another one that's also written some young adult juvenile fiction books. And now... Um, is, is doing more um, books, fiction for adults. Um, Jamie Brenner has a book coming out in June called Guilt, but it's G-I-L-T, not G-U-I-L-T. Mm-hmm. So guilt like shiny, gold. gold guilt, not guilt as in I feel guilty. Um, and Grady, that guilt. Right. That chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Grady Hendrix has another book coming out in July. Yay! Um, How to Sell a Haunted House, <laughs> which... Um, I just really love his whole sort of campy kind of, it's dark, it's horror, but I I have a feeling that that one's going to be like that too. And then uh, Prince Harry has an as yet untitled memoir with the publication date TBA coming out sometime next year. Ooh, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) So phew, that's... All right, these are amazing lists that we are going to copy paste them right into the show notes. I can send you the Google Doc. Right, send me that Google doc. Thank you for spending every day of your life reading. (laughs) And reading advisory is uh, your your title from now on. (laughs) Amy reads, how many books did you read this year? 
Um, do you I'm at, count it yet? I do. I keep track. I'm at 176 right now. I'm almost done with the the latest Louise Penny that I'm on. Um, and I definitely will finish the next audiobook that I have just with all the running around that I have to do at the end of this year. So I'll probably get to 178. Congratulations. Um, I won't even report my number because I no. don't track. No. But I was inspired by Reese Witherspoon's post, I think yesterday or the day before. She did a bullet journal um, for her 2020 book reading. She's oh. going to try and get to 100 books. But I was inspired by that book journal. And I'll be talking with Amy about possibly doing a book journal program for our, our next mm. adult craft night. Oh, that's night. a great idea. Ooh, yeah. Right. I would so love not, to do that. I would love to do that, too. And, it would keep me motivated, too. To and it was reading. fun. Mm-hmm. She had um, she tagged the two book journal people that she stole her ideas from, and she had, like, grids. And because cool. Reese reads so that she can make them into movies. Oh, yeah. And she was trying to reach this 100 goal. And I think she said she read 76 books this year, about 100. And, wow. um, of course, she has the time if she's not making movies. So interesting and inspired me. So I'm hoping we can do a book journal. Mm. And it, it's not too late in February to do something like that because no. we'd like to get yeah. the people in the building to work on their journals. Oh, and yeah. Get them a journal and colored pencils, whatever you might need to inspire you. Oh, I love that idea. Me too. So, um, Joanne, your favorite of 220? One. Oh, let's see. Um, did I like Magic Lessons better than The Hour of the Witch? Hmm. Hour of the Witch was good. Those were good. Yeah. I also really liked Someone Falling. Someone returned it I and said Falling. they hated it. But I know. Wow. They didn't even finish it. They didn't huh. even finish I'm like, what? But again, it was post-Halloween, so maybe you're out of the mood. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I'm still reading... <laughs> Which is our season. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm still reading... Christmas Chronicles by um, Nigel Flather. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my friend Lena gave it to me, and it, it's like a, it reads as a journal through the whole season of Christmas. It starts on November 1st, and it goes through into February, and the idea is you'll read it every year. And oh. I'm really it's got loving it. recipes in it, mm-hmm. and... Um, like traditions and what is winter solstice you know yeah. how is i just i'm really yeah. enjoying it and and um you know sitting down quietly um at night with a little cup of tea my my kitchen i'm gonna paint you're gonna chair. be sad when it's over i am gonna be sad mm. and um anyway i'm really i'm really just enjoying that an awful lot um, my best, and it was on Amy's list too, is nonfiction, um, Cast by Isabella Wilkerson. Um, I mention it because I am in the uh, Black Books Matter book club, mm-hmm. and one of the missions of that book club is to advocate for black authors and uh, really learning about our true history, mm-hmm. American history, mm-hmm. and Cast uh, everyone should read it. Mm, there is yeah. a caste system in the United States Absolutely. of America that we just don't even talk about. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the history of our caste system. And it is undeniable and alarming and eye-opening. I feel, yep. I'll use the word woke after I read it. And because I was raised, you know, middle class, white, in a pretty average public school. And no one ever taught me any of this. And you just think you know, but you don't. Mm-hmm. And um, I am recommending everybody add that to your list. It's a hard read. It's not yeah. short. It's it's um, difficult. Mm-hmm. 
but you're going to feel different after worthwhile. you read it. Yeah. 100% mm-hmm. worthwhile. Yeah. So if there's one book on your list for 222, add that. And I did the audio. Her, it's her voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very like a lecture kind of, full of historic information. And you just can't believe it. I mean, you're just sad kind of through the whole thing. But mm. uh, made for a great book discussion. So speaking of book discussions we have three book clubs that we're promoting for the new year if you want to jump in um amy does just the classics, just the classics. yeah and we're still um, going. joanne recently was it you who did the you were here during it and you were saying oh. how smart everybody oh my was. gosh i i saw i stopped in um just to help so i could lock lock up at the end of the night and so i was just you know sitting in the background doing a little work on the computer like oh my word these people are so brilliant yes. and uh, they are I mean it's a really worthwhile I think a book discussion if you, if you have ever been in a book club where you think hey can we talk about the book more can we oh, talk right. about ideas yes. more <laughs> yes. this you is know, the book club for you yes this is the book club for you I I felt like wow I'm just I'm glad I'm just sitting here and not having not, um, no one's expecting me to. I felt like jump it was a in. table of professors, mm-hmm. um, English professors. <laughs> yep. So if you, so we do. I do feel like we have a book club for everyone. You know, yep. from the, our littlest patrons in first and second grade. Um, so every child has a has a opportunity for a book club, and then there's the just the classics, the black books matter, and then the morning book. Mm-hmm. Club too. Uh, the morning book discussion group. Their first meeting in January. This is a great time to jump in because oh, yes. they do title selection. So they mm-hmm. have a whole meeting where they talk about what they're going to read for mm-hmm. the year, and you're yep. all they're all allowed to drop in their titles. And gosh, are they up to sixteen members who don't attend every right. one? But um, they're on Zoom. Black Book Matters is on Zoom. You're still meeting in person. Just the classics. Right. So um, variety. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I wonder if we only had more time. We only had more time. Mm. Like a chiclet, like a light. If there was um, there might there might be. We could call it the call, trashy book club. It might be <laughs> called for, you know, people that just wanted to get together and have that like, um, a, a social time and just yeah. read something that's easy or. I don't know. I, I think I, it would be I fun in February. Fluffy fiction. Maybe fluffy we do a fiction. February um, romance. Uh, just like a, a, a quick jump mm-hmm. in. And also because summer is filled with that type of, you know, chiclet, beach treats. So we could do yep. love yeah. story, beach treat. Let's develop this idea. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it. Because Cookbook Club, unfortunately, is down for the count because um, as as much as we love it, you you need a space that is safe to eat in and sit together. And well, it's just and not we have a happen. horrible sink. Oh, we yeah. have a horrible sink mm. that you can't even fit a dinner plate in. No. We're we don't have a, anywhere to cook. We don't even have any real place to put a crock pot. Yeah, not in this library. So um, I think we can set cookbook aside, club aside, you know, for now. And maybe we bring back the chiclet mm-hmm. book club. Good idea. Anyways, um, we don't have a guest with us today because we were supposed to have Chief Slavin. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, um, he couldn't make it today because of... Maybe an emergency, maybe a <laughs> webinar. I'm not going to say. <laughs> maybe he's chasing donkeys down. It's but hard to we say. are definitely going to have him in January because uh, we want to welcome him as our new police chief mm-hmm. uh, to town, even though he's been here, you know, as a police officer. Yes. Uh, I really want to talk to him about his vision. I've been mm-hmm. to two department heads where he is the chief and he comes out strong with good messaging and kind of like, you know, what he wants to accomplish. So I want to chat That's with great. him about that. 
add up this holiday stuff just would have muddled up his interview anyways but <laughs> speaking of which um i will ask you each a question mm. do you have any resolutions for 2022 oh. um okay the the short answer is i've always wanted to do a polar bear plunge and I'm going to do one um, on Saturday. Are you kidding? I'm totally not kidding. I saw I know you. You're freezing sitting I know, here in a sweater. I know. I know. <laughs> Which crazy. It's, it's, it's totally crazy. I even, I still can't. Where? It's, it's in Newport, Rhode Island. <gasps> um, it's for a, it, they do it as a charity fundraiser for a Rhode Island organization called A Wish Come True, which uh-huh. is kind of like Are you wearing make a, a wish. suit or are you going to wear a real bathing suit? I'm going to wear a bathing suit. They actually recommend you wear less because then when you get out of the water and you're freezing cold, I'm then you're cold not trying to strip. You. Freezing cold clothes off okay. to change. So, name me one. That's, <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do a polar bear plunge. I've always wanted to do one, which when I know it's crazy. It it's week? this Saturday. It's um, New Year's Day. New Year's oh Day in Newport, Rhode Island. Okay. The the long story, the long answer to that is, I don't do New Year's resolutions. Okay. Um, what I what I want to recommend is everybody looks up the idea of 101 things in a thousand and one days. Because right. instead of being like, I want to exercise every day, I want to. How did you cook, know my resolution? <laughs> cook, you know, cook, cook new, Darn cook it. new meals every month or whatever. Like, and then you get tired and you don't get on it. So the uh, um, 101 things in 1,001 days. 1,001 days works out to just shy. It's 33 months roughly. So just shy of three years. Um, and you get to come up with a list of 100 things, 101 so things. polar plunge on the list. It is, actually. <laughs> it's, it's one of the things on my list. And, you know, you do, like, different categories and, you know, health or family or, you know, whatever, personal development, professional development. Um, and you come up with your list of, of things. And so I did this. I started my list um, about a year and a half ago, and I've been working through my list. I've completed about 20 things on my list okay, and say I just, it again. What's it called? it's 101 things in a thousand and one days and yeah you started that last year at least yep all right yep. I'm looking mm-hmm. it up I love stuff like that so um yep I started mine in September of 2020 and it will end on my birthday in um, June of 2023 so that's I feel like it's it's kind of freed me from feeling like do it do it do it the whole New Year's resolution, and then oh, I'm not going to keep up with it anyway, so why bother? So it's just this is mm-hmm. this is good. It's like it's more long term planning, and then when when I get to June of 2023 and I've completed this list, and maybe there's things I haven't done, and and then I can make a new list and I can add those, or I can say, you know what, that's not where I am in my life anymore. Here's my new list of things that are my priority for the next three years. I just I I love it. I I feel like it's been a really helpful. It sounds tool like they're all experiences too. A lot of it is, but mm-hmm. some of it was like um, some of it was like um, make sure my kids get to the dentist. Um, you know, um, make an appointment to uh, get a mammogram done. Uh, make an appointment to um, meet with a lawyer because we don't have uh, like a living will. It's like, not so that simple, kind of stuff right? Set up. I mean, but it's just but, making the time for it, right, 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 and then just yeah. doing it. And when you're done, you're like, that wasn't terrible. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Some of it's fun stuff, you know. That like one of the things was um, like polar plunge. Le- the polar plunge. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how much fun- I cannot I believe that you're plunging. I know. I'm totally gonna do it. But, or like um, leave, uh, leave a tip 
that's equivalent to the same amount as your meal. Oh, yes. And we did that. We did that on my do- on Charlotte's birthday, my daughter Charlotte's birthday. We went out as a family for dinner. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm doing it. We're going to leave the whole. So the, the amount that we spent on dinner was the amount that we left us. Oh, my gosh. T- that waitress must have loved you. You know, it's right. like it's, it's, it's nice. a combination of some. It's like, all right, these are things I know I need to get done in my life. And so I'm going to write them on my list. And then some of it's just fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so, good luck. Yep. How about you, Joanne? Well... Don't feel pressure. Oh, I've got it. I've got... <laughs> you got them? I have a... I, I got a book that, uh, that I had been wanting for for Christmas this year. We When we picked up my daughter from school, we went down to the um, Breakers. Uh, Lily Ooh, goes bougie. to school in Rhode Island. And mm-hmm. we... Um, the... the um, the uh, gift shop at the end they had wonderful books and I'm so happy that they they got this book for me it was about Victorian um, manners and etiquette Ooh. and I'm loving reading this book so far and I think I'm going to single-handedly bring back manners to Mount Vernon so um, give us an example it's about like I'm getting back ready. in the day in the Victorian era um, you would have a calling card, and there would be a day that you called on your friends. So there would be one day a week that I would accept visitors into my home, ah. right? And so we would, you would, people would stop in and uh, visit with you and catch up, and so that you never felt like, oh God, I haven't, I haven't checked in on Amy in, in so long, and. Now I feel bad, and uh, now I'm not even paying attention to Amy because I feel so bad that I haven't seen her. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's all about keeping connections, and if you do it regularly, um, it's easy. It's easy to stay connected with your community, and so. Um, well, your house is perfect for that because you can hardly walk by without stopping. Well, you're on the porch. I just down. want. I just want to like. There's there are certain things in town. I love my town, as you know. I love it here, but there are certain things that I think are a little bit lacking, and that is communication in the town with between between departments and. Um, caring for one another mm. and so I am just going to work on that I'm going to work on the thing the art of the thank you note um, perhaps impromptu parties uh, little gatherings and um, and I, and you just might get a calling card from I me hope this so. show. Mm-hmm. I, I will look forward to that <laughs> what about you um, well I'm a traditional resolution person mm-hmm. I have to have structure and deadlines and things like that to yep. succeed but instead of like I'm gonna lose 20 pounds no um, <laughs> I'm going with mantras this year so mm. one of my mantras health is wealth have we not learned that mm, in this absolutely. year right. right so there is nothing more important than being healthy right now and doing whatever those things are to get to that point Right? Yeah. So whether it's exercise or eating better, so looking in the mirror, health as well, health as well, right? That, mm. That's the most important thing. And uh, another mantra is work smarter, not harder. So I have, no surprise, uh, been banging my head against the wall to get this new library. And it's not about working harder because obviously this whole team is working really hard for the new library but it is working smarter. So mm-hmm. like uh, not exhausting yourself towards this goal, mm-hmm. but uh, 
keeping that good high energy because that's how it's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not from lack of hard work that we're not there yet. So um, I'm going to say to myself, work smarter, not harder, right? Yep. I like and that. Um, then there's no resentment at the end when it's not going the way it's supposed to be going. But, um, you know, we, we are looking at a two-year timeline right now on the library project, uh, mostly because our very generous donation uh, has a five-year expiration. And right. we know the, the uh, kind of wetlands permit is out there. So I yep. am looking forward to progress on the library project, but we're gonna work. We're gonna work smarter, not harder. Uh, we worked really hard on the grants this year, mm. and we worked oh, yes. really hard to get to some of the milestones. So I feel like this is the smart year. And then I bought myself a present for Christmas called mm-hmm. the Five Minute Journal, and it's a twenty. 20- I got it for Christmas. Excellent. Yeah. So you've read? Have you read it? Have you cracked it open? I, just barely. Okay, so there's like a whole foreword that you have to read about mm-hmm. the philosophy of the five-minute journal. Yep. It's perfect for me. It's literally five minutes either in the morning. You pick a time a day that you're going to journal, and, and the pressure right now is picking five days in a row to do it. Mm-hmm. So like I wanted to start yesterday, but I'm like, eh, you should really just wait. But it's a, it's a gratitude journal, and you write things like um, highs and lows, things like that, whatever. Yep. So uh, I am committing to journaling again in 2020. Good. You right. Because old journals for me are really, um, uh, I don't know, like, you know how you might write down, well, maybe it's exercise, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. it's like, it's more, it's nothing great. Like I go back and look mm-hmm. and say like, oh good, you're on eight miles that day. Like, so what? <laughs> so the five minute journal is more this philosophy of being grateful yeah. and looking at the good things in your life. And do you ever go home and um, uh, tell like something horrible that happened in the day? Like I'm, I'm guilty of this. I come into work and yes. I tell you something very dramatic that mm-hmm. just happened instead of coming in and saying, good morning. Like the best thing just <laughs> happened to me. I, I usually tell you the worst thing. Like, <laughs> I'm going to stop doing that. Well, uh, it's important right. to do it, but we do. Um, they said, try good thing, home. best thing, worst thing. Yes. Oh. Best thing, worst thing, funny thing try to do that at dinner time right. they said come on mm-hmm. say the best thing that happened not the worst thing and they're like just like mm. that will just set the mood and i'm like great so that five minute journal smarter not harder and health as well i'm going for that love for it 2022 so <laughs> there you go. all right ladies thank you so much for a wonderful year we are finishing strong i know we're going to come back in january we had a patron give us a lovely gift mm-hmm. of lunch mm-hmm. so we're going to eat for lunch on January, Monday, January 4th. That's our day off, but we're still going to be together. <laughs> Have lunch and dream about what we're going to do in 2022. It's going to be exciting. Um, stay healthy over the holiday, everybody. And if you're not vaccinated, I cannot get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. What are you waiting get for? boosted. Come on, everybody. Let's and do it. We can just be done with this. So. All right, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. Year. Bye. Bye.